Uh, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Dangerous Rhetoric. This is episode 25. I'm Brentley. This is Daniel. What up? And today we have Mr. Philip Goslin of Newtown. And Philip, maybe you just want to give yourself a little introduction and tell, talk about what Newtown is. Well, thank you very much, uh, gents. Really appreciate the, uh, the invite. So, um, so yes, I, I, I've, uh, I launched Newtown in, uh, in uh, February. Um, my trade is filmmaking, uh, entrepreneur, sort of businessman, been doing so, uh, that, that kind of stuff for, for many years now, a couple of decades also, almost. Um, and um, advice, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, well, Newtown was, uh, it was, it was, a, it was a reaction to, uh, I'm Canadian and, 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 and I'm, I'm in Toronto right now. I, I live in Canada, but Newtown was, was a, a reaction to uh, the American election in a sense, because uh, I, I really thought that the silent majority in America would um, sort of, you know, pinch their nose and, and, you know, the ones who were anti-Trump, of course, but they would pinch their nose and they would sort of vote Trump in because, the sort of woke alternative to that was, you know, a bigger threat, so to speak, and uh, and so the result really surprised me. I I I, I really really took me by surprise that the sound minority a uh, majority, sorry, just sort of decided, you know, in the other option, right? So uh, and um, and throughout my career so far, I've been sort of the visionary type of entrepreneur in the sense that, uh, you know, I, I see things from a larger perspective from a top-down perspective I try to guess where trends are going and, and stuff like that and so I I sort of accumulate data in in the background you know at all times and 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 I went into research mode after the election and 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 uh, uh, and see where the markets were going when when it came time to culture and how people consume culture and 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 so forth and after about a month and a half I sort of emerged out of this deep uh, uh, research mode than with Newtown. And so, um, I mean, there was still a few details that were uh, in the making, but the main concept was there. Uh, and so what Newtown is essentially is it is a cultural certification. And so on, on sort of three levels. So, so people and organization who wants to certify their culture, and we're talking here in a general sense, it's films, television, music, uh, books, literature, uh, games, board games, video games, and you know, and the list goes on. So content, um, basically. Uh, yeah, but but cultural content, right? So uh, uh, things that are, um, I mean, we do we do uh, we do the small scale, but our main focus is the large scale. The you know, films, television, and 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 uh, and literature, which is the the culture that affects the most people that can influence the most people, right? So, um, so what my research led me to was that there's been a growing lack of clarity on the market when it came to culture. And so people are like, you know, people who, who visit the Daily Wire, you know, daily or, you know, or, or, you know, or Jordan Peterson's podcast or Joe Rogan, you know, these people, they, they, well, I include myself in that uh, for that sure. matter, but, you know, but, but regular people, you know, people who are not part of culture like I am, um, you know, they're just average consumers, you know, and they, they, they find it increasingly hard to differentiate between, you know, a woke film and just a film, right? So, uh, so that's, that's sort of the main, the, the first purpose of Newtown is to, you know, with, with the certification, it allows for consumers to easily identify what's 
heterodox, so to speak, uh, and what's not, right? Um, and so- um, Getting into before they buy it. Yes, exactly. So, you know, like right here, I have, I have a bottle of Pepsi in my hand, right? And, and here in Canada, we have uh, the core certification, which is a kosher certification. And I, I believe in America, you have many kosher certifications, yeah. but yeah. here we have, I think we, we just have one. So, and it's called the core one and you have the logo on it right here. Okay. Right? So, and it, it's, it's the same principle. If you exactly. see the logo of a certification on a product, then automatically, if you understand means- what that yeah, yeah, if you understand Newtown, what that... Newtown has vetted this in some way and has determined they are not trying to propagandize you toward a particular ideological view. This is a project or an artist or a creator who, uh, you know, I don't want to say abides by, but lives by or creates by these values of free expression, of, you know, open discourse, of things of that sort correct and and is not subscribing to what we would now i guess call the the cult of wokeness is what i like mm-hmm. to call it yes that that's exactly right so um and so so because you know for 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 the last five years there's been a tremendous rise in alternative media i was just mentioning you know rogan and shapiro and yeah. peterson and i could go and on none of them are, none of those three are the same too which is so interesting is yeah they, they, they're very different in their styles and although there's certain i guess values that they perhaps that overlap between them and they've all talked together they're not the same they're all quite different and but they have those, those similar values of free expression, open discourse, valuing free speech, and that those things take precedence over maybe the, the smaller differences between them and their views. And it's why they're all able to sit down and talk like civilized people, despite those differences. That's where the yeah, idea and, of like heterodox- I'm sorry, Brent. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying like, that's where the idea of like heterodox comes from. It's not orthodox. It's hetero meaning different and, yeah. you know, like docs being like opinions or a, okay. a dogma yeah. ideal, ideology. So it's, it's, I think it's a great idea. Um, it is interesting. I haven't, the only similar thing I've heard about this, I think Peterson had mentioned an idea of this sort, um, but in regards to vetting education, university courses. Yeah. That, oh yeah well he's pushing he's the postmodern, the... the marxist stuff all that stuff and just kind of having a website or a hub where parents could go to to see what universities push this stuff the most and what particular classes or say professors are teaching these particular ideological things in their classes that's the only similar thing i've heard of but it's not the same in the sense of you know they're not putting like a mark or anything on what is approved it's more like a list of the stuff that to be wary of whereas what you're doing is kind of the opposite it's not you're not making a list of the stuff to be wary of you're you're making a list of the stuff like hey this stuff isn't trying to do that exactly right so so it, it, so the, the clarity that i that sort of discovered was born out of the fact that all of these channels in the last 5 years have risen i mean geez, these people have 20% growth every year just on youtube wow. okay so so and and this is purely purely free market you know, that's all it is. People have decided, you know, five years ago, four years ago, and so on that, you know what, I, what I see on CNN, what I see on MSNBC or whatever it is, I don't like it anymore. And there's an alternative right there on YouTube called The Daily Wire or called Joe Rogan or whatnot. Yeah. And I'm going to give my eyeballs to these guys for whatever time it is, right, for an hour, for two hours and so forth. Um, and so the, the, so the free market really did its job when it came to sort of alternative 
news or, or opinions or point of views. But when it came to culture, it was sort of a dead end. Why isn't culture following suit? And I think yeah. we have, I think we know the answer, right? It's cancel culture. It's been so effective. Yeah. Um, and, and that, you know, and recently there was a, a, somebody tweeted, why is nobody, no one is being canceled lately? lately? And I, I, I replied to him that, well, it's because it's effective. Um, so, and also people, you know, keep, you know, toe the line, right? Um, but it's more than that. I, I, I've been in that uh, industry, cultural industry, film industry for almost 20 years. And, and I mean, it, it really is made up of, of people who, be, who believe in this thing. I mean, they yeah. really believe in, uh, you know, being as progressive as possible. And, and I, so I have a friend who, uh, I'm not going to name him, but we'll have him on the show eventually. But he was, you know, he lived in Hollywood. He's in the process of leaving, actually, and coming to Florida. But he's told me a lot about what the Shark Tank is like there and just the, the control that they have over the entertainment industry. And there's a lot of gatekeeping, you know, a lot mm. of gatekeeping, keeping these alternative points of view out of that and yeah. yeah and and so and so uh, i i and so that you know this this need for clarity was sort of the first thing that sort of jumped at me and being a filmmaker i thought about film first but then i realized hey why can't it just be about culture you know at large so and you know this this sort of uh, uh um you know the fact that Newtown is culture it's not just for films and and so but you have you also have you know like people like ben shapiro they're, they're they want to do they're, they're actually doing films now. They are. Uh, they're yeah. producing films, right? Yeah, he brought Gene uh, Carano on. Like she's actually yeah. told me, he's like, yeah. well, screw it, come, come to us and we'll do our own production company and, you know, we'll make a movie and you can star in our movie. And I do think, I do think there's power in that. It might be actually the only way to really win, I guess, the culture war, if you want to call it that, without this turning into something crazy or like something violent. But it's like, I agree with this perspective that, if these people are getting canceled, the best thing we can do is make them famous, lift yeah. them up, right? Yeah. Like, sh like show like, oh, well, this person isn't what all this propaganda said they were. They're actually a pretty decent person. And they happen to say something that this mainstream woke culture disagreed with. And now they're being demonized. But instead of, you know, giving into the clickbait and all that stuff, we take them in and we elevate them and say, hey, well, we'll give you a platform. We'll give you a place to speak. It's kind of like what we're trying to do with the show. And what other people out there right now are doing with their own shows and, and stuff. So, well, you know that's 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 quite commendable. But there's, from a consumer perspective, we're 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 running in a in a problem here because, you know, think of think of the average guy. You know, the average guy who's 35, he's working 50 hours a week. Um, you know, or or you know something to that effect. He has kids now. You know, he wants to still have fun with it. You know, if they're still a couple, you know what I mean. He sure. doesn't have a lot of free time on his hand. So, so, yeah. so this guy is not gonna, and this woman too. You know, I'm just it's just an example, but you know, this guy will not. You know, increasingly, he's not gonna start looking at okay, so who's doing films that I want to see, right? He's, he just wants to turn on the television, and you know have it ready right so because if it requires more effort to look for culture that or entertainment you know i'm speaking about culture here but it really is the arts and entertainment so so you know if if, if joe and i don't want to i'm not talking about rogan here right but if joe you know suddenly doesn't find what he's looking for but it, it's it 
it's becoming a, a an increasingly more you know a, a stronger effort that's required to find what he's looking for. He doesn't have time for that, right? So 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 fine. He's probably going to know about Ben Shapiro, probably because he's he's you know pretty famous. But that's just one person. Yeah. He's going to do maybe five films in the next sure. three years. Nice. You know. So so the idea here is that uh, we have people sort of at the bottom, right, the, on the ground who are doing things, but. There needs to be something that comes from above, right? Sort of right. something that overarched everything, and that's um, that. That is Newtown's purpose as well: is to sort of come from the top-down perspective and say, "Hey, with our certification, we're just we're just splitting Western culture into two things, right? And we're saying, you know, whatever has that logo on this, you know, enjoy." have a good time. And if it doesn't, you can enjoy as well, but it's up to you. You know, it's up for grabs. It may or may not be what you're looking for. I look at it as just like, like a seal of approval, you know, like, like I said earlier, that goes with this series of values to say, Hey, if you value free expression, if you value, you know, free speech, if you're against censorship, if you're against authoritarianism, then here is the new town seal of approval that says you, you watch this, read this, check this out, you know, and here's a hub, one place where you can go to kind of find that network of these people doing these things. Yeah. So, so let, let's put it in, in practical terms, right? So, you know, let's, there's a screen behind me. So let's suppose that we sit Joe in front of the television. Okay. And there are two, two options you you know we turn on the television for him and there are two options on the screen um and and you know they're both apples to apples here you know they're both thrillers they both have the same budget they both have the same level of acting and so forth um and so on the left you have you know your typical hollywood film that may or may not be woke it's kind of hard to tell these days and on the right you have you know the other thriller that's has the you know either the the logo of Newtown or it says the Newtown production you know something to that effect on at the bottom of the poster, then automatically Joe can just decide and say hey you know this is Newtown I know just like you said I know that this is meant in the spirit of yeah you know free speech in the spirit of of freedom of expression from the artists who date it and so on and so forth so I'll pick that film right they're the same price anyway. Well, and they're the same quality. So why why should I choose the one that may end up to be woke halfway through, right? So uh, which, which is your, happening a lot right and now. You can't get your time back. You can't once yeah. your time is is used. It's used. You know there is exactly there is no getting that back. Exactly. So, but but the the choice that Newtown offers to Joe here is very important because it there's three powers here. There's the, there's the number one is the power to, you know, like you said to to well to to, to, to not feed the woke machine, right? Because you, you, you as a consumer, Joe as a consumer, just voted it with his wallet, right? And he didn't have to, you know, to be, you know, be part of a platform or a member of anything. It's all he had to do was remember a logo, right? So he voted it with his wallet, you know, and that, that takes away from the woke culture and the woke machine, so to speak, right, um, uh, very easily. And the second power, like what you just alluded to was, hey, I'm, I'm promoting and I'm encouraging, you know, filmmakers, writers and all that, you know, by picking that film, right? Um, and so I, I, I made, a, made a move that had, you know, one, one bird, one, no, one stone, two birds, right? It's actually three birds, right? Because what's very important here is the sort of bigger plot behind all of that because you know there's there's such a thing as woke capital 
uh, and it's very hard to chip away at, right? And so, so Newtown, when, so when that film was certified Newtown, we look for intent, right? That's the first criteria. Uh, if the intent is just to produce a film to entertain people, it's pretty much what it is, uh, and you're good to go. But then the second, the second items is the mean of production, the mean, the means of distribution, uh, and and you know, well, people who don't do woke films are generally not woke, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's kind of it kind of goes hand in hand. But the third, the third item, which is very important, and it comes, it's sort of the biggest power is that. You know, you the money that was used to fund that piece of culture was not woke either, okay. right? So, so because at the end of the day, if we give a choice to Joe, and the money that was used to you know to not fund the woke machine and 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 promote a paradox artist goes back into the woke machine because you know the either the distributor or the studio that owns, you know, the production company that did the film, you know, if, if these people are woke, you know, and they grab 60% of the, of, you know, the, the ticket price that, that Joe paid, then what's the point of Newtown, right? It's, it's just, it's completely pointless. So the money that funds culture is extremely important, right? Uh, and so, and so we sort of, you know, so Newtown not only sort of defines can be used to define the market, you know, this sort of heterodox cultural market, gotcha. but it but it also opens up the 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 avenue for heterodox patron lovers and investors to you know dig in because there's something now that didn't really exist before. Right? It's basically, it's like a seal of approval. Like, hey, we looked into this. We don't find any ulterior motives here mm -hmm. that you are not being told about. This is a this project is transparent. This is what they're about. They're not trying to convince you of this or that. You know, it is what it presents itself to be. But I get what you mean. Like you could watch a film perhaps that isn't subscribing to these ideologies, but is on like a platform of some sort that does and pushes those ideologies. So even though you're watching that film and you're supporting it, you're also like by proximity supporting that larger woke establishment when you know they're I agree. There has to be some kind of way around that to support the content that we like that doesn't have these ulterior motives. That's not trying to indoctrinate people. Um, well, you know that that's that's the um, that, that's that's the second most important thing that I found during my research was that, and you know, throughout all the comments channels of countless you know channels on Facebook, on YouTube, and whatnot, and it's this sort of common den denominator that, you know the. The average consumers, the, the average heterodox consumer, I should say, understands, you know, maybe it's maybe it's conscious, maybe it's unconscious, maybe it's just gut level, right? But but he understands that when say, you know, the two girls, daddy, 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 we want to go watch, you know, the new Disney movie. He understands that, you know, first of all, he's not gonna say no to his princesses, right? Yeah. Um, but but he understands that but but that by doing so, he's funding something that goes against his own, you know, best interests. So, but what is he gonna do? There's nothing else out there, think, right? It's not I like think... we have different cultures at our disposal yeah. to pick from, right? Uh, and so they're, they're sort of trapped, you know, consumers, heterodox consumers feel trapped because they, they're like, hey, I, I have free time. I want to consume stuff because it's fun because, you know, I might get something out of it. But, you know, if I purchase it, 
I'm financing this this you know this Something thing and that I fundamentally disagree with or that just does not align with my values. So it's like, where do I go to support the stuff that aligns with my values? You brought up children, and I think children is one of the main motivating factors behind mm. not only what you're doing, but behind the consumers trying to find things that align with their values because you just put the TV on and you let your kids sit in front of it and you don't know what the hell they're being programmed to think and what's being shoved into their minds. And I'm not saying we shouldn't, we shouldn't be open-minded with our children and allow them to consume different things that have different points mm. of view. But at the same time, you, you obviously don't want, have very, you don't want to have these very, very young minds watching certain things and, and, and well, internalizing Netflix, certain values. For example, yeah. are terrible right now. Yeah. They've got all these crazy LGBTQ plus IK, whatever perspectives that they're yeah. pushing. And that's coming top down from organizations like GLAAD, mm -hmm. which is an American New York city based, uh, I think it's gays and lesbians. I can't remember what the whole yeah. acronym is, but they have been infiltrating writers rooms in Hollywood for decades. Yeah and basically telling the writers how they must portray these gay and lesbian and queer yep. characters in their scripts and so that's not very heterodox that's very orthodox and and when it comes to cartoons they're doing the same thing and so we're seeing examples now and how the culture is backlashing against that like i don't know if you just saw but there was a big controversy over the new he-man cartoons and there's yeah like, yeah that, that whole Kevin Smith disaster, they did five episodes where they basically in the first episode killed off He-Man and made it the Tila show. And it was not advertised like that. It was supposed to be, you know, a continuation of the original He-Man series. And they ended up killing the guy off and making it about, you know, female empowerment or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with female empowerment, but that to a lot of people, it felt like a bait and switch. Yeah. And I highly doubt that episode, that series would have gotten the Newtown seal of approval. Yeah. It, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> people are tired of, of feeling, I guess, browbeat by this stuff, like beat over the head with it. And, and Brent and I have talked about this before, but it's like, they act like there's never been like representation or diversity happening on television and films when that has been happening for quite a while through the eighties, but especially through the nineties, it's like, you can have a strong female character without having to beat someone over the head and be like, look, feminism, girl power, girl power, girl power. You just have a strong and tell a good story. Aliens mm. is a perfect example. Brent's favorite movie. Perfect example, right? Perfect example. And, and Ripley, not, Ripley is, I'm going to name my dog Ripley. Sure. I have a friend, <laughs> my friend named, my friend Mark named his cat Ripley, but it's there just, you go. Yeah. The thing is, and, and you could say, oh, well, that's not true because it's like they're making her out to be more masculine or like a man. But when you really think yeah. about it, is she's defending a child too. That's her yeah. one motivation. Yeah. And it's like and that's the, the divine feminine. That that's that lioness it is. Out, you know, to defend yeah. the kids. But she's doing it, I guess, in a more traditionally masculine way by using force, by using violence. But it doesn't feel like you're being preached to. It's just well, a good guys, story, you know? Th th think, I mean, I, 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 it took me many viewings of Aliens. I, I prefer the second one, by the way, than the first oh, yeah. one. Yeah, that's what uh, we're talking so, about. Uh, yeah. I mean, the first, the first one is great, but it's more Classical. of a heart, or, you know, art house vibe to it, yes. whereas Cameron was, you know, he just he just had fun with the whole concept, <laughs> right? Um, and, and so, but think about it. It, it. it just dawned on me, maybe, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, and I, I see, I'm 43 now, I've seen that film, countless times and and but the climax of this film is are two women 
you know, the Queen and Ripley, one who's protecting her foster child, the other one who's avenging the child's that the children that she lost. Right. While there are absolutely no male character present, as a matter of fact, the only male that's present, he's not a male, he's a robot, and he's so emasculated that his bottom half is gone. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, think about that. I mean, this is just absolutely brilliant. And as a kid, I gobbled that up like there is no tomorrow. Yeah. And it's not so, like you know, like, where, oh, so where does that come from that, hey, I don't like, you know, you know, yeah. strong woman. And no, I grew up on this stuff yeah. and I couldn't get enough. Sure. Right. Yeah. So it's just, I think it comes back down to like people are tired of being like preached to and i'm not saying well, know, they deserve a choice you know they preaching, deserve but... to make an informed choice yeah. about the culture and content that they are going to be assimilating or sharing with their children you know it's the same thing in america we have like like there's a bag of gummy bears and i get these gummy bears because they are organic gummy bears made with natural ingredients and they're not you know gmo or whatever but there's a very clear usda stamp organic that says right there that tells me the consumer that this product doesn't have any genetically modified organisms in it and that you know it's made with like natural fruit juices or whatever in the same way you know, the Newtown sort of certification process will let consumers know that, hey, this product has been certified by a third party to, you know, be heterodox, to be promote the principles of free expression and free speech. And you're not going to get browbeat with some sort of woke dogma propaganda that you're going to halfway through the experience be like, ah, oh, you know, I just spent money and time on this thing and now I regret it. So it's nice that there's like this. I think that it's a great idea to finally have, a, you know, a way to sort of vet content in the same way that we vet food products. Yeah, and, and, and when, when you guys talk about kids, it's very important for Newtown because, you know, well, kids are the next generation. So, so there's, there's actually, a, so, we, we, you know, I, uh, Newtown is divided into categories. So you have Newtown films, Newtown books, Newtown music, and so forth. And, but we have Newtown kids. So everything that is, you know, culture is sort of into that Newtown, everything that's culture and that's marketed towards children is under the Newtown kids banner, right? So whether it's it's a cartoon film, whether it's a, you know, I was going to say CD, but, you know, sort of a, a music, you know, so, you know, music for children and Showing your like that, books, you know, <laughs> yeah. educational material. So, you know, why are you teaching a three-year-old about gender? You know, is, is that really necessary? Yeah. Um, and so, 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 so a consumer, you know, a, a mother could just go into a bookstore and just, hey, go into the kids section and go, hey, this is, doesn't even have to flip the thing. Just look on the cover, on the back cover and, hey, here's the Newtown logo. So that book is just about teaching the A's and B's and one, two, threes. Yeah. My, to my child you know to my toddler yeah. right they're not so, going to come out of reading that book you know trying to tear down the system and end up as like a social justice warrior when they become a teenager <laughs> angry and resentful angry and resentful yeah i mean look we agree especially in regards to like the gender stuff and it's just the ages that they're targeting that they're trying to teach this stuff to and the reason why brent and i take it so serious is because we are gay and, and we find like it's it's creating backlash it's it's mm only teaching sort of stereotypes about what it means to be LGBT and that there's only one way to be that and to and that we all must think alike right and maybe I guess we're all just clowns and drag queens according <laughs> to Nickelodeon yeah. and it's just we we find that abhorrent you know for the most part a lot of LGBT 
T people, at least ones that we know. Yeah, there's the woke ones and there's a ton of them and they make up the mainstream culture. But a lot of them just, we just want to be normal. We don't want special treatment. We don't want to be, you know, treated like delicate little flowers. We just want to be treated with respect. You don't have to like us, you know. If anything, I, I think you have a right to not like us or or mm. our, you know, way of life or whatever the hell it is. And as long as you're not calling for violence or you, you know, you're not saying go out and kill them all or something, whatever. I mean, fine. As long as you can respect me, I can respect you. We don't want to control your life and we don't want our lives controlled. And I think that's what it comes down to, just not being authoritarian, not trying to mold people's minds and to, to force them to think a certain way or to trick them almost. Because I feel like that's what a lot of the woke culture is doing. It's trying to slip these things in there, you know, under the guise of entertainment to then was, trick people into swallowing these, these pills. Yeah, I was, I was in a, well, this runs deeper than you might think because I was in a, you know, you were re referring earlier to, to, you know, academia sort of producing screenwriters that have invaded you know writing rooms and stuff and uh, that's that's pretty much the tip of the iceberg um i was in a clubhouse room uh, maybe about two or three months ago and uh it, it was it was about uh, the sort of the esg index so if, if you're if you're not aware just for the audience the esg index is sort of the new thing that's been uh, that's been pushed down by the uh, the asset management firms like BlackRock and Vanguard, right. and so the idea is that the more your company is sustainable and woke, so to speak, the more it is investable, right? The higher the value of the investment it can receive, and so that's why you have a company like Nike, who all we all know hire, you know, it's pretty much your, their their shoes are done by kids in Malaysia or whatever, right? Yeah. But, you know, but their ESG index is higher than Tesla who produces, you know, electric cars, right? And we all know Elon Musk is not really the mobile woke type, but Nike is. And so, um, and so further down the line, you have companies like the B Corporation. And so you could, you could almost say that the B Corporation is the opposite of Newtown. And, and it's been going on for many years now, at least I would say maybe three or five years. And they're completely overwhelmed. They, they they just can't uh, uh, they, they just can't keep up with the with the demand. So the B corporation is is essentially a, a certifying corporation that tells you, okay, your your finances comes from you know it, you know comes from progressive sources or so to speak. Uh, you have DI practices in within your organizations. You have a, a social uh, a mark in your community, right? Wherever you're headquarter is or whatever your head of operation is uh you have you know incentives to you have quotas you know to to that in, in your hiring policies and you know i could go on and on and on here but by uh, di you meant uh diversity and yeah inclusion. diversity equity and inclusion i like gad so, sad's acronym he he uses die <laughs> he calls it die diversity yeah. inclusion <laughs> equity yeah yes that, i've seen it i've seen it like switched like around like dei i've seen and i'm like no die like that's a, a perfect yeah. acronym there. <laughs> yeah. and so and so you have and so the I, so in the room that i was in i actually heard someone who was uh, a head of a of, of a production company they were doing animated films uh they had uh, offices in new york and london and la and they were in the process of being b certified so cultural companies now are being be certified or something to that effect so they're they're so to them it's not just it's 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 a mode of living you know it's it's not just 
we're progressive and you know it's a it's more than a badge you know it's like they yeah. want to put it into practice and so in that room it was oh, geez it was, it was full of there was about a hundred people in the room the stage was fairly wide it was about 16 20 people and everybody on stage was i looked at all the bios they were pretty cool players in Hollywood and the entertainment industry at large. Uh, I don't, I, I didn't really find any C and D level people there. Uh, and, uh, and they were just throwing ideas like, Oh, you know what, from now on, um, every single, and I, I'm really, I'm not paraphrasing here. Every single piece of entertainment needs to have needs to incorporate a message at some point that's about uh, 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 sustainability, you know, from a, an environmental perspective. Every, even stuff for kids, right? Right, so that, <laughs> it's as systemic as you can imagine. Yeah. And everybody, I don't know if you, you guys are aware of, of how Clubhouse works, but when people want to applause, they, they flash their sort of new button. Everybody was applauding, right? <laughs> Uh, and, and so, and, and the, the person who were, you know, who, who, of course, you know, he was speaking, you know, uh, he was sort of self-serving uh, there, but, you know, the, it's like, hey, why don't we use animation to speak to the kids even more? And, and this whole room was about networking. It was about connecting people with the same mindset. And believe me, there was a lot of connections made there because everybody believed the same things, you know, anyway, right? Um, so it, it's, 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 it's not fading at all. I mean, it, yeah. if, if people say, oh, I, you know, woke culture is going to fade. No, it's, it's, it's not even peak yet. You know, we're still, there's still so many, so much stuff in production. There's still so much stuff that's being planned. I mean, the E-Man series that you, you, you know, we discussed earlier, how long ago was that planned, right? It's probably in the works for at least a couple of years. Sure. So, so there were, there was people a couple of years ago that decided, hey, we're gonna do a E-Man series. It's gonna go in that direction. It's gonna roll out in that fashion. So the intent of that series is two years old. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot you know? of buildup, a lot of buildup yeah. of this stuff in general. So, like the the critical theory stuff and all of that, from what I understand. Yeah, its roots come from the progressive era, and then also from the you know the counterculture and the '60s movement and all that stuff. But the theories and stuff from what I from what I remember really started to enter the university more in like the '90s. But they were new. No one was really. They didn't take legs. They didn't grow legs yet, and they weren't really spreading and then over time decades new generations come leave come leave the university system the next thing you know brett weinstein's being ran ran off campus you know mm. in, in 2015 and there were certain turning points and i like just missed it i graduated college in 2014 i literally graduated like the year before that whole mm. brett weinstein incident happened and that to me marked like a real turning point when the woke culture started to actually spill out into the universities and it, it became very apparent that I was, uh, I had a great discussion with, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Jesse is a guy I met on, on clubhouse and he was, he was a senior at, at Evergreen when this okay. whole Brett Weinstein thing happened. And so, so 2015, right. So that's, that's, that's yeah. six yeah. years ago. Right. Yep. So, so the question I had for him, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't help but ask him that question. I was like, okay, um, I was like, because, you know, sometimes when you're done with college, you, well, college is different than high school, you know, in high school, some, you know, more often than not, you never see these people again, right? But in college, 
you, you know, you create your network. It, it's a, it's most, it's, especially if you stay in that, you know, in that place, right. If you stay in that city or that yeah, state or whatever. Um, and so, so because, you know, you, you, you and, and university as well, you'll, you build yourself a network that's going to help you early on in your career. Right. Yeah, a lot of them uh, end up back into the university system after graduate. Yeah, a lot of graduates. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, I wanted to ask him, I said, so Jesse, have you, of all the people that went, because I asked him first, you know, what was the sort of level of woke among uh among the uh uh uh, you know the students at that time and he was like man it's just it's evergreen right it's it's northwest you know america it it was through the roof i was pretty much one of the only guys that didn't really you know blend into that mix and i I kept my head down most of the time um and so so i said i asked him so over the years you know have you met with you know the, the fellow students that you had and because you know when you're when you're in college you know you you might feel one way you might think one way but as you enter adulthood as you you know become responsible or whatnot you you know it, it it sort of tapers right over the years which is you know which is completely normal so i asked him you know did you see any of that did you see any tapering of these you know radical extreme progressive students that you met during your time have they mellowed you know so to speak and he said no all of them are as you know crazy woke as they were. They were not tapering at all, right? So a lot are professors. That's scary. That's a scary. lot of them are probably professors now. So yeah. right. So like said, so and, and they're 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 forming the next generation, yes. right? As yes. we speak right now, yeah. right? There's definitely a a battle right now for like the soul and narrative of the country and. You know, some some kind of view it as the battle between, I guess, the the 1776 project and the mm. and the 1619 project, and I think it's more complicated than just summing it up to those two worldviews. But I think that's a good way to look at it too. Like there are two very different viewpoints right now about the founding of the United States, in particular, and there's certainly a war for control of the narrative of how we should view our history and how it should be taught in schools and that yeah, and, and, and throughout the west i'm sorry go ahead no no i mean i just it's happening it's a very real thing and a lot of people who are arguing in favor of critical race theory trying to say oh well it's not being taught in schools they're not teaching that in schools it's like no they're not directly teaching it and, and naming well, it that's that. a lie it's a lie they're not naming it critical race it's theory but semantic the, game but the principles the principles of critical race theory are being used to determine the curriculums now so even if it's not being called that and it's not like you can go and enter a class called critical race theory in high school or middle school but those principles are now being used to determine the types of books that they read, the types of assignments that they're they're given, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and and and, and you know to 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 go higher from a higher perspective than that, um, and you know it's it's you know America is really fighting back CRT, which is a great thing. I mean, we see popping. I'm, I'm a lot on Twitter, and I see popping a lot of you know parents you know speaking out in in in, you know in school boards and whatnot and that's that's very encouraging because uh if we look elsewhere in the west you know like look at england look at scotland look at here in canada i mean here in canada we have we have this sort of version of crt that's taught in in high schools everywhere and no one i mean no one is angry about it at all it, I, I mean, there's, there's, nobody's talking no nobody's doing all you know all of these these uh 
nice videos of people, you know, you know, making a stand in front of, there's I haven't thought of it like that. You know, I haven't thought of it like that. And because I often feel like not enough is being done, not enough people are speaking out. But I guess when you when we put it into that perspective, from your perspective of living in another country like Canada, like you're right, I guess there, there are quite a bit of people here who are resisting this. And I've seen a lot of those videos from the school board meetings and and there are people of all colors and races, too. Yeah, I've seen yeah. Asian women, I've seen black women, I've seen, you know, white men, white women, et cetera all kind of unifying and, and speaking out and saying like, Hey, you need to stop teaching my kids that they're inherently oppressors. And you need to also stop teaching my kids that they're in, inherently inferior and oppressed and that they'll mm. never get ahead in this, in this place, you're doing damage to them. So, and, and well, you know, it, it's sort of, cause we're all sort of tied together, right? Cause yeah. remember that even if, even if, um, you know, you have a kid right now who goes to high school that, you know, was, freed from CRT because the school, you know, there were enough parents to fight, you know, the school boards and whatnot, and they voted the board out, say, for instance, right? Um, well, you know, the problem doesn't stop here, because if that kid wants to come here and study at, you know, McGill University in Montreal, or wants to go to UBC in, in Vancouver, because of whatever reason, you know, the cultural uh, uh, adventure, but also just, you know, the curriculum, they, they want to study something that McGill has to offer, right? Um, well, you know, it's McGill, it's as woke as you can imagine, it's, it, it doesn't have, you know, it, it's, it's, it doesn't have any, you know, so, so even our universities, right, um, you know, we're going to, probably transform that kid into something else here and then send it back to you guys right so we're all sort of and you know there are kids that go study at oxford in england or they go study in france or yeah. you know what i mean so yeah it, i understand throughout the western world we're sort of all interconnected in that way right because what comes out of universities and colleges are the people who will manage teams who will supervise companies who will become presidents and mayors and you know what i mean they're and they're the, the next, ones who, the next who are bureaucrats yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so, it, but you know, at least, at least, there's the hope that that America is doing the right thing because they're sort of waking up. You know, it, it might have been very different if COVID wasn't into play because it sort of, it sort of slows everything down to a crawl, right? Um, but, but, but be that as it may, it's it's you know, it's it's enough now. There's enough noise out there that I don't know. I mean, waking up, you know. I I almost want to make a. I don't know if it's a devil devil's advocate argument or if I actually think this is the case, but I think that lockdowns and COVID and all that stuff actually could have even accelerated this stuff more and emphasizes the polarization in the country because the people in favor of the lockdowns, in favor of mask mandates, in favor of forced vaccinations, in favor of all that stuff, very much overlap with and are the same people of the woke ideology. I think it's just this oh, yeah. I, this idea yeah. of of being the virtuous one, and now that mainstream culture has told them that is the virtuous position, basically you're going to find that more more often than not they they overlap. The woke people are the ones also pushing these these same things, these mandates, these totalitarian policies, not across the board, you know. And, I, and I've encountered certain libertarians online and Republicans mm -hmm. who you know, claim to be open-minded, still calling for these passports and still calling for the medical segregation and saying it's for the best. So it's definitely not across the board, but more than likely, it seems to be, it is the radical lefty types and the woke types who overlap. And it's like, to me, the COVID cult and the woke cult have kind of fused into one thing. So it may have even accelerated the process, but 
also it's emphasized the lines being drawn so maybe that's why we're seeing more resistance now to this stuff and and that's what i mean by like the whole covid thing could have accelerated the process not just of the ideas spreading and i think you're saying more that it slowed the idea of spreading because it closed down universities and closed down schools but what i mean is by accelerating the resistance to yeah it. no that that makes sense that makes sense but you know there, there's another cool thing about america which is i mean it's still free market right yeah, i mean, I mean we're, we're, we're free market yeah, here in canada up. you know yeah. i mean it's it's it, i mean it, on a day-to-day -day life you know your lifestyle my lifestyle doesn't really change you know it, it really looks the yeah. same i mean i don't know if you've been up here but you know it, i have on not. the surface we, to go though not yeah well on the surface it, it really looks the same right um but but from especially from a cultural perspective things are very different um here in here in canada every single piece of culture of importance is funded by the by the government in some form or another hmm. um and I, i'm talking very at large here it goes from you know from from you know culture as the one we discuss books films and, and so on to festivals to exhibitions to museums to you know all kinds of stuff i mean it, it really is it, it really is part of the equation if you want to If you want to put up, say, a festival, a music festival here in this country, you're never going to get it off the ground with just sponsors unless you know the, exactly the right people. Right. You're going to need help from the government. Right. So so we have um, in this country, we have on the federal level, we have a crown corporation called the, the, the Canada's Council for the Arts. Um, so that's one of them. Right. And so they they uh, they finance various types of projects. And then you have. Uh, uh, um, you have um, uh, another corporation that's called Telefilm Canada, which is, you know, in the name, it's about television and film, right? Um, but they sort of in, they sort of run by the same type of people, roughly speaking. Uh, and then you have province, you know, a, a, a council for the arts that are provincials. They're not the same. They don't get their budget from the the federal. One. They have their own budget. Right. Uh, and then you have even cities here in Toronto. It's big enough in Montreal. It's big enough uh, so that we have our own council for the arts. So, you know, when you're an artist here, you have you, you have a lot. You can have a lot of support. Right. Uh, you can really go to all these levels of funding and really help you and sort of, you know, it's like, hey, I can manage to maybe find you know, 35% or 50% of the money privately or through sponsoring. And then the, the government, you know, sort of sweeps in and does the rest, right? Um, but, you know, what's happening though right now is that, and I, you know, I made a big post about it on Twitter in, in April and I, I tried to have people talk about it. And I actually was lucky. Finally, I got uh, one news organization to, they, they're not talking about it, but we certainly had a discussion about it by emails. And so the Council for the Arts here in Canada in April released its five-year strategic plan. Okay. Oh, I don't, I don't like the sound of five-year plan. <laughs> well, you know, they, yeah, well, it's a good way because they, they want, they don't want to be swayed by governments, right? That's the whole point of, because yeah. here we have, four, well, just like you guys, we have four-year terms maximum. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but in that case, um, so the, the, the plan, you know, in, in a nutshell, it really is, uh, it's time to decolonize the art in Canada. Yep. So everybody except the white guy pretty much, right? Uh and and they were not even blunt about it, okay? Not, and not even and, and so, this. <laughs> right? And and so oh, they, they and 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 if you listen to to the to the, the the their 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 plan, it almost feels like 
women and, and indigenous folks and, you know, people of, you know, a part of the LGBT, you know, community have been completely and utterly, uh, 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 you know, suppressed up until now, right? Because now they can finally, you know, As if no strides have ever been made, as if no, progress exactly, has happened before. Right? Yeah, it's right, the same so. thing here in the U.S. There's a, a lot of these folks on the radical left perspective who want to decolonize everything. They're rewriting history. They seem to have this, this worldview that things are as bad as they were in the 60s and 70s and 50s, etc. during the Jim Crow era. And it's just like, yeah, I'm sure we have some strides to make in certain areas, and uh, there's always room for progress, I think. But it is so naive and stupid to pretend that things are as bad as they were back then. Well, it's creating it's this not illusion true. that they're, the problem is far bigger than yes. it actually is, so that yep. they can come in and white knight yes. and be like, oh, we're going to save, everyone, save everyone with our you know, decolonization mm-hmm. plan, and we're going to you know, ask the white man to step back so that women and POC can take the forefront. No, you don't yeah. need any of that. And it's it, they tried it in the 90s in America with affirmative action. The programs were disastrous. They were. And the, the businesses which employed them ended up failing like to far like to wide degrees and the states that had quotas like that were also like they fell behind in, in competition so if we're talking about competing on a global market where now you know the chinese communist party is sort of on the ascendant and we want to be able to export our culture our western values of freedom of mm. private property of liberty responsibility meritocracy all those things we definitely need something like newtown to sort of come in and say okay this piece of culture supports those values and is approved. And I think, you know, that you have a slide here I'm looking at when it talks about the market. The the market for this is huge. You've got mm. a lot, you know, half the country pretty much leans to the right. And it's always been like that more or less. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't even think it's the right though that you're trying to get with this too. I think that language is is also limiting. There's a lot of just moderates, like people like us who also oh, yeah. hold oh, yeah. the same value. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. maybe I, I some of those moderates that. lean a little left, but ultimately they, they value free speech, they value open discourse. And I think those things should just as well be approved and get the seal of approval. They don't have to be totally on the right or, or even identified oh, no, on the right. We're talking just, more about generally yeah. about the size well, I mean, of the market just, where there'd be demand for this kind sure. of Sure, yeah, I get you. And I'm sure most of them, yeah, are probably are coming from the right just because that more people on the right are the ones being canceled because it's the authoritarian left that is now in power yeah a lot of leftists have been pushed out from the left umbrella because as the radicals have sort of taken up the the space you know they find more and more moderates are just you know considering like there's a whole movement in the united states we have a bunch of gays that are they call it the walk away movement movement, oh nice on our show before and he's you know he's a big voice in that space but, you know, these are a lot of people who consider themselves liberal and, and Democrats and leftists. And, you know, in recent years, they found that they no longer fit in that space. And so they're moving over to the, you know, the right and they make sort of a big, uh, you know, announcement. They call it like walking away or whatever. Whereas I, I don't really I feel more in the middle myself, but I'm mm-hmm. definitely more identified with traditional American values. I'm big on the, the Bill of Rights and big on freedom of speech and, you know, 1A, 2A, yeah. 3A. All those, all the amendments. Yeah, all of which apparently makes you a conservative. Well, but (laughs) that's like the devil. It doesn't. But like this is this is how they're framing the arguments, so that you know people like like us who sort of are value heterodox ideology. They they're trying to create the false perception 
with lies and decept deceptive language that we're some sort of radical when we're not. And, and we, in fact, you know, there's a huge market, there's a huge silent majority of Americans that, that think like us and that have the same values and would love to have some way where they could, you know, more, more accurately vote with their dollars. So, I mean, I, I brought up the right thing only, the right and left thing, only just because, you know, we, we do have to remember authoritarianism is authoritarianism and you can have right authoritarianism and you can have left authoritarianism. And just because right now left authoritarianism is currently what is dominating the cultural sphere and, and the government and the institutions, the pendulum could always swing the other way. So we always yeah. have to be conscious of that too, that, you know, and, and Newtown can't become a thing where it's just favoring you because say you're a conservative or you're yeah. on right or whatever, just, are you an authoritarian or are you not? I think is what the line should be. Do you, are you trying to force your worldview and your values on other people by trying to like say legislate that or force it down people's throats by controlling the curriculum, by excising certain ideas and only including certain other ideas, then that makes you an authoritarian. It doesn't matter if it's coming from the right or the left, in my opinion. And I, yeah, that's right. And, 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 um, um, and, you know, I mean, a filmmaker can come up, you know, to Newtown, you know, three years from now and say, hey, I have this film and we look at it and it's, you know, far right BS. Sure. You know, it's like, we don't want that. We don't want that. Like, good luck with, you know, it's like, you don't, first of all, you don't need us, you know, because these very niche type of products usually have their own channels. They usually have their own, you know, tiny audience that always buys it again and again. So, you know, it's like, why, why do you need us, first of all? And, you know, Newtown is not about absolute freedom. You know, it's about relative freedom. It's about, hey, you, you're an artist. You have the, you can, you're free to speak your voice, but we're also free to say no to you. Sure. Right. Yeah. So, and, and if, if, we right deem that, if we deem that your, your, your cultural product is actually out to hurt, you know, our society, we don't want it, you know, just like a lot of other people don't want it. Yeah. Right. So um, and, 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 it's, it, and remember, you know, I mean, the Newtown certification is no obligation whatsoever. There's no need for anyone to go through that thing. Right. So uh, we're not about censoring. You know, we're not censoring yeah. people it's here. Voluntary. It's voluntary. Well, yeah, exactly. We're, we're as complimentary as you can imagine. Right. So um, so when people say oh, you want to, you know, you want to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, censor. No, we don't censor anyone. You know, do your thing. When it's done, we're going to look at it and decide, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's if, pretty if much you it. want our seal of approval, if you agree with these values, then come to us. We'll look at your thing and we'll say, hey, the, we, we like this. We will gladly endorse this and tell other people who follow the Newtown yeah. members that this yeah. is something that we think is fine for them to consume. And, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. You're not trying to be authoritarian and saying like, oh, well, if it's not on Newtown, don't watch it. Don't yeah. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> that's not it at all. So that's not at all, yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask a bit, cause I'm an artist and I also study symbolism. It's something very, you know, it's one of my most favorite subjects that I like to study comparative religion, symbolism, art movements, things like that, aesthetics. I wanted to ask a bit about the art that you chose to use for mm. the Newtown website and, you know, the woman and with, with I think it's definitely a woman. She has short hair though. So she's kind of androgynous. Uh, the scepter in her hand, the three books, one, one of the books has the lemnus gate on it or the mm. infinity symbol. Mm -hmm. um, on her gauntlet arm, I see yeah, the I symbol that. for, I think, is that Aquarius? I'm not quite yes. sure. Yes, it is right. I see two, two waves of water there. Um, 
I don't know what's on the scepter itself, this, this design over here, but I'm just curious if you could talk a bit about that. And I also noticed, and I don't know if you were trying to be like ironic here, but you might get this criticism from other people who look at this, but there's something a little similar to it to like Soviet art. I don't know if that was trying yeah, well, to be ironic. <laughs> well, the, the, uh, the artist, the illustrator that did this has, you know, that's pretty much his style. So he's, he's, he's here in Toronto, uh, 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 Gary. Uh, Gary Alfonso is an amazing artist. He actually draws a lot for, he does a lot of corporate stuff, mostly, uh, you know, products that you can find in, in grocery stores and whatnot. And that was sort of a one-off project for him. He doesn't really do that kind of material, but um, so uh, it's, it's in the background here anyway. So, so this is part of a, of a huge illustration. Right. So this woman is part of a huge illustration. And I saw know, the video uh, that you put up. You had the video preview and there was like a pedestal. She was standing. Yes. Yeah. So she's she's standing. Looking. So she's she's sort of uh, in front of Newtown. Right. So Newtown is sort of in the background, a, a big, huge city into the future. Um, so the year that this takes place is 2099 in our future. Um, and so this, this woman is the Roman numerals on the pedestal. I saw the yes. Roman numerals, but I didn't, I didn't get to. So, so the, the, the numerals, and I, I can show it later. If you want, I can share my screen later on, uh, uh and have it uh, full screen. But, uh, the idea here is that, yeah, there were the numerals on the pedestals are, uh, on the one side is her date of birth, which I will, you know, dig into a little bit, you know, in, in a minute. And the other numeral is 2099, right? It's the present date in that illustration. Um, and so, uh, uh, and so, yeah, the, it is loaded with, with symbolism. So I'm glad that you appreciate that it and, and right ask away. about it. But I, yeah. you know, I wanted to you, I guess, to talk a little bit about it. Like, who is she? What do these different symbols represent? Why the one arm with the gauntlet? You know, what are the books? Yeah, and um, and well, the infinity symbol, the yeah, scepter, like what the pose that she's holding, and all those things. I could, you know, probably give my own bit of interpretation of it, but I would definitely like to hear, you know, what you intended with the image. Well, and also, was it ironic to use a sort of Soviet-style kind of? Ayn Rand, you know, Ayn Rand, yeah, that type of thing. So, you know what, I'm actually going to let you go first, because I I always love to uh, learn what people, you know, and I I say this in a a positive uh, manner, because it's meant for people to project, right? So what do you, so what's your, what's your projection onto her? What do you, what's your, what do you get out of this, you know, and then I'll, I'll sort of go into the official you know, explanation, and we'll see how we sort of, you know, come together. Well, the scepter, first of all, is usually a, a symbol of, of royalty, of regality, of power. So there's definitely an idea of, of power here. There's something powerful. And I want to say that knowledge is the thing that is that is being projected here as power, because the three books in her hand, um, maybe the infinity symbol is implying like, that knowledge is sort of an infinite process, right? And that we're always in this process of learning continuously. Um, I'm not quite sure what you mean with the Aquarius symbol there. Some might look at that and be like, oh, is this like a theosophical thing? Is he talking about the the age of Aquarius or something like that? Um, But it could also just be this idea of like the water bearer too, like the sign of Aquarius. Maybe that's who she is, in fact, is like she's the water bearer, but she's not holding water. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know. Um, so, 
the armor maybe hold the arm with the armor holding the books might imply like that knowledge offers a form of like protection which i do think it does i think you need to arm yourself with knowledge it's the best weapon you can have in your arsenal in a sense but yeah i don't know her confidence right she's not looking down she's very much looking up there's there's this idea of like hope hope for the future um the androgyny too almost has like a sort of alchemical aspect to it this union mm. of the divine masculine and the divine feminine and that the two the two principles are necessary you need them both to have a I think a functioning healthy community and society and and person individual you know because every man i think has a little ma a little feminine in them and every woman has a little masculine in them it makes me think yeah. of the uh the Taoist symbol of the yin yang where you know one half is black with a little bit of white in it and the other half is white with a little bit of black in it and yeah, peterson is also waxed poetic yeah. about that yeah. symbol, but I don't know. Am I am I in the ballpark here with some of this stuff? Um, no, you're you're uh, you're doing quite well. Um, uh, you're sharing your screen here, by the way. There you go. <laughs> um, and uh, so so roughly speaking, who she is. So the genesis of you know me using this 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 character. It's actually a, a, tr a historical character. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, Boethius, the philosopher. Um, created when he was awaiting his uh, death sentence. I think he waited for it for about three years uh, in his cell. So he created a character he called Lady Philosophy, who would uh, come. Okay. So who would, she who would come. She depicted. Gotcha. Yeah. So she she would come to him during the night and, of course, inspire him to write philosophy. And Lady Philosophy had a scepter in one hand and had gotcha. books in the other. Okay, so I, uh, I'm looking so at on, a medieval a, drawing now. <laughs> yeah, so it's it, it really is a reviving of a of a fictional character that okay. a philosopher used to inspire him, right? Um, now the, the the scepter is indeed a, a symbol of power. So she wields power in one hand, and, and on the other hand, she wields the power of infinite knowledge. Infinite right? knowledge, yeah. Infinite knowledge, right? And the the Aquarius symbol is indeed the the, the it's 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 the age of Aquarius, but from a union, you know, Carl Jung, okay. right? from a union sense. So um, it's not from an astrological, you know, perspective, but from the union's per perspective. And he, and he, he sort of, you know, uh, uh, I mean, we can dig deep. We, you know, it's sure. a bit beyond, you know, this this. No, look, I understand. I'm afraid, I but but I know, for him, I know. the thing with symbolism is it it always what makes symbols so impactful is that they have multiple layers of meaning condensed into a single glyph or, or image that's right yeah that's so right. it's so, like there's always layers to it it's never just what it appears pictures worth a thousand words surface. yes it's true, yeah you know yeah you know spoken and, and, symbols. And, and, and so the the uh, uh the the chorus is is so she heralds okay. the age of aquarius in gotcha. the union sense right because it, it actually from a timeline perspective it sort of fits the you know the, the because we're, we're gonna from a from an astronomical and i say astronomical you know, astro, you know astronomy not astrology from an astronomical perspective we're gonna enter the age of aquarius we're gonna have aquarius in our skyline uh i think if you're looking south at night this is what you're gonna see right so we're gonna have the aquarius uh, uh constellation uh, uh, we're going to be facing the Aquarius uh, constellation starting so around literally. So it's literally just marking our time period. Yeah, 
Yeah. So that's why it's in the future. And so ultimately what she is also is that she, that's why she's so, her poise is so, you know, calm and assertive is that she's, um, but you see it when you see the full picture, right? And so, because she's sort of on her pedestal guarding the city and she's guarding the city from the bad ideas of the past, right? She's looking towards the past and she's, you know, and she's making sure that bad ideas remain in the past and doesn't, you know, infiltrate or, or you know, poisons the future. Yeah, I mean, and it's not a new thing either with like the city being associated with the goddess, like Athena was typically, you know, also a goddess who protected the city. And mm. it, it's not a new thing. Like there's something about the goddess or the feminine or the womb being symbolically likened to, to the home. And the home is just a piece of the bigger extension that is the community or, or the city right yeah so, it, it makes a lot of sense like like i said i looked at it and immediately and i'm like there's a lot being said here with this alone and hopefully other people pick up on that i don't know how much people really do pick up on those things frankly i think there are there are symbols around us all the time that people are completely mm. oblivious to but i look for those things is there do you have a website up for newtown philip uh yes it's a uh, 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 severanceday.com slash newtown yes yeah, that was that was what I was on. So I, I, I yeah, it's 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 a, it's a page right now that will grow over time. Um, and uh, you know, I, I've launched Newtown with very little means, and what you see here is not really. I mean, it will be the basis of the Newtown logo. So she'll be the Newtown logo. Right now, it's still in an illustrative form, right? Um, but but uh, uh, sooner or soon rather than later, obviously, and, and you know, hopefully, and there's I'd like, I'd like to talk about this in a bit as well. Um, uh, that's going to be transformed into, you know, I, I'm going to say brand, but, you know, brand in the term of, you know, in that sort of low level term, not, you know, Newtown is not about branding. I mean, it's about branding in the sense that it creates something that's recognizable, but it's not a brand as, you know, McDonald or Coca-Cola yeah. is a brand, right? So, um, uh, so yeah, so, but it needs, it needs sort of a strong image, you know, and, and something that's, that's human, you know, it's, she's human, right? She's not a, although she's in the future, so she has, the gauntlet for me is, it really is sort of a, a robotic part, you okay. know, so because it's the future, we, we're, we're fusing, you know, humanity is fusing with technology. So technology. It's, sort of a, it's sort of a mix between this sort of a Greek vibe to her. And, and so the past and the future, right? So there's, there's the, 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 the uh, and, and what we are right now, because this is set in 2099, what we are right now, we're the transition yeah. between the past and that future, right? Uh, I like so, I like also viewing it as, you know, arming oneself with knowledge and that. You but, know, you know, that's true as well. Arm with the armor is the arm holding the books and that there's something about knowledge that sort of protects us from from evil from predators from you know having that awareness and being able to read our environment and the more we know about our environment and other people the more properly we're also able to love so there's something really powerful about knowledge in like a sort of weapon sense and it makes me think of um that doctor who episode i forgot which one the one in the library where you know, they're like, oh, we don't have any weapons. And he's like, we're in a library. We've the <laughs> world, you know, it's like yeah. arsenal here. So yeah, you got all the knowledge we need. Yeah. yeah, it made yeah. me think of that. 
So, uh, so there, there's, there's, there's a few cool things that are happening. And there's actually, in fact, something that happened right today. So when we're done here, guys, I invite you to check it out. But uh, oh, yeah. um, so, so uh, Newtown is part of a, a consortium that's based in New York. Um, and called the Institute for Liberal Values. And so we're, we're a consortium of, well, this sort of name says it all, right? Uh, and, uh, and, and, and among us, you know, and I think Newtown is sort of the, the you know, the, the, the small child here, you know, we're, we're among giants already. So you have uh, Free Black Thought, that's, that's part of the consortium. You have Counterweight, uh, from you know uh, the organization uh, run by uh, Ellen Procrose, uh, you have the uh, the Jewish uh, 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 the Jewish Institute for Liberal Values as well. That and and uh, David is as the founder of sort of both. Uh, and, oh, by liberal, uh, I guess is this referring more to like like a classical liberal? Yeah, the classical term yeah. of liberalism. Because, yeah. You know, I don't know about you, but like here in America now, especially from from the people who are like more conservative or on the right, they view the liberals as the closed-minded woke types. And yeah, not, but there's a yeah, lot of they're not, a lot of people on yeah. It's there's like a lot of people on the, on the right. Yeah, but there's a lot of people on the right who understand the term classical liberalism as yeah. well, right? And they yeah. they and they understand that hey, this this you know it's it's actually conservatism in a sense, right? Um, and uh, and so yeah, so the idea of, of the the ILV is to promote classical liberalism right and so um it, it's 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 as fresh as you can imagine it was launched i mean the website is live now you can if you want to check it out uh, uh brent you can go on uh, uh on um it's ilvalues.org uh, um and so it, it was just it was just made live like a, a couple of days ago and and uh, so we we already have a side project um called the dream coalition and um because you know, in three days it's the 28th. It's the anniversary of. Uh, there you go. And so you have the. It's the anniversary of of, of uh, Martin Luther King's famous speech. And there you go. You have the Dream Coalition. And so uh, so the Dream Coalition is, is 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 the idea is that we we're all united in a voice to reiterate that dream, right? Uh, and so uh, you can visit that website if you want to. Uh, uh, because this is, you know, the event is, there's an event Saturday as well. I like a uh, yeah, symbol. Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's right. So we have, we have a dialogue there. Uh, and, uh, and so there's, there's, so the Dream Coalition has, has a letter uh, and a lot of people assigned it. Uh, uh, we have uh, Glenn Lowry. Uh, you, you tagged us earlier, I think. Yeah, I, I tagged you guys. So, so there's Glenn Lowry, yeah, there's John yeah. McWhorter, there's, there's a, 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 a uh, Barrington Martin, there's there, uh, Martin Barrington, there's uh, Steven Pinker, uh, Deborah So. I mean, there's a lot of great people on there that have signed the letter. Uh, so if you go into that letter here, sign the letter section, uh, uh, you can uh, you can scroll all the way down and um, and see who has signed it already. Uh, and so it's it, it's quite a great list. And uh, and 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 you have Jody Shaw there at the bottom, uh, Peter Bogosian, uh, and uh, and so the idea is to uh, uh, you know. As I said, reiterate the dream, uh, Dr. Dr. King uh, dream, and sort of perpetuate it, right? Uh, and uh, and so like everybody I follow on Twitter. Yeah, we follow a lot of these people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, I'm sure you do, uh, and and us as well. And so uh, uh, and and Free Black Thought is is the one who's 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 uh, who will uh, release the letter officially with with you know, a PR tag, release uh, and whatnot. Christian um, Watson, we should tag him. Oh yeah, he loves. Yeah, this. he would really enjoy this. He's 
I forgot what, what organization is he like speaking for now. <laughs> I, I forget, but he's, he's doing an event. He's actually speaking with James Lindsay and some other people about like the toxicity of. But they uh, they have like a very uh, similar values that they're that they're basically talking about this viewing you know like a colorless society where I mean it's not that we don't see color obviously we see color mm -hmm. but learning to look at people's character first and to yeah. not judge yeah. them based on their color right which is what the Martin Luther King dream was supposed to be about and apparently a lot of these woke people forgot that and hijacked really yeah so yeah. Uh, so so uh, they, Color Us United sorry that's that's the organization yeah that, that's Kenny right I think so but so Christian Watson is a guest we've had on our show twice already and he now is a speaker for Colorist United so they're funding a tour a yeah. tour that he's on right now to help talk about these same values to promote these values about you know a color Yeah so Kenny uh, I'm I'm, so, I'm sorry if I mispronounce it I think it's Kenny Kenny Sue or Kenny Sue uh so he he signed the letter and I think he was on uh on on no I don't think he was yes. on, on Jennifer and uh, and uh Yes, he was on Jennifer's it, podcast. It so is Jennifer, him. I found him. Uh, yeah. I found him. Yeah, I follow him too on Twitter. Not as familiar with him, but it says, yeah, he's the president of Color Us United. Yeah, I, you know, we like what they're doing. We we think this is an important message. It's it's the best way I think to try to win this culture war without it hopefully turning more violent. But I don't know, man. I think. Well, oh, you know that that's that's the cool thing about the the the, the institute, but also there's the fair, right? That's also yeah. doing a lot. But fair is very niche, you know. They're really about education, uh, and uh, but but the cool thing about the the institute is that we're, you know, we're we're a diverse group that's you know that's countering you know woke in many different ways, yeah. right? Uh, so so there, there's a lot of movement that's going on in the background for right? sure yeah um, and so like you know, him, him, I wasn't even as familiar with Kenny Zoo yet you know so it's like there there's a lot of new players emerging in this larger conversation that is taking yeah. place and yeah I love to see that they're like backing each other up too like I'm on his page and his book was endorsed by Heather McDonald Mm. Kenny Zhu and I read one of her books recently which was The Diversity Delusion which is a really good book I recommend and it's all you know it's all about this the, the whole die institutions in the schools yeah. particularly but so why yeah. don't you so we're coming down like last 20 minutes why don't you give us uh, a little bit like a brief history of you know how long you've been like developing Newtown and where it's at currently and then where it's going to be going in the next year or two so um so I, I i was so the uh the embryonic phase was uh you know was last fall after the election right so uh so that was sort of between november to to january and then in, i launched it in february uh, and uh but it was there still sort of a it was still sort of an ongoing thing, right? And and it was it was just me, really. There, I, I don't know anyone. I, right? I, I don't. You know, this is all as from the bottom as you can imagine, right? right. So uh, uh, and and I very quickly it attracted the, the attention of someone who wrote the essay, uh, which I sent you, which you know sort of introduces Newtown, uh, and I'm very grateful because I don't I don't have those writing skills at all, uh, and um, and so the. Uh, the uh, the ILV came, uh, you know, we got connected through, I believe, because uh, 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 David Bernstein is also part of Counterweight. And so he got part of, he got wind of it through uh, Ellen Proc Rose because we, 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 were, we were exchanging emails at some point. Uh, and, uh, and so he said, hey, what, why, would you like to, 
you know, be involved and sure, you know, and then it, and these, these people are, you know, David has been part of the sort of uh, fundraising social thing community forever. So he knows that, that space very well. And he really, he and Jennifer uh, and Xander as well, and Andrew, uh, they really put together uh, uh, the, the Institute in, in a very short time. And, uh, and it's real right now. It's, it's, it's been um, uh, the cool thing about the, the Institute is that we have access to uh, the, the 501 uh, 3C title without having it ourselves, right? So, uh, so as of right now, actually, people can donate to Newtown through the through the uh, consortium and and you know be eligible for you know a tax uh, a tax uh, credit or return for it. Uh, and so that that really helps because when you you know, when you when you can't really offer anything in exchange, that's really tough, right? Yeah. Uh, you need you need you know you need to go all private, and I don't have any resources for that. And and so the idea of of, of also of, of the, the the consortium is that we're pooling all our you know resources together, right? So I'm because I'm a filmmaker, I'm helping them with developing their 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 marketing material, right? And so what we're going to see down the road in the next few months, you know, I, I'm going to be part of that. I would have counseled them on that, or maybe a more of an act. We're gearing towards a more active, a more active part as well. Um, and and that's that's very great for Newtown because it really uh, legitimizes it. You know, it really brings. Uh, uh, it's like because we're rubbing shoulders with, you know, bigger names now, right? And and people who are who understand what we are and. Uh, and you know, uh, uh, understand the mission and agree with it, right? Of course. Uh, and so, uh, so where we're at right now is we're, we're involved in this and this launching process with the institute and but the Dream Coalition, which is sort of a side project of, of the of the institute, but it's still something that's that's right on its own, right? That's that's valuable on its own, right? Uh, and uh, and and uh, you know, up to uh, uh, you know, for very short term. Um, there's going to be, I, I, I don't want to, I was told I could talk about it. So there, there, there are activities that are coming up that will, uh, let yeah, people don't spoil it if you're not supposed to. Yeah. Say. So, so there, 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 there are things in the, there's an activity in October where every, every member of the Institute will have uh, a conference that people can just attend and sort of learn about them. Right. Uh, and, you know, not to mention all the work that's being done in the background, right. Talking to uh, philanthropers and, you know, investors and art lovers and whatever it is, right. There's a whole slew of work being done in the background uh, as well. And so, uh, but it's, it's about getting to know each other, getting to, because, you know, a lot of these, you know, John, you know, even though uh, Glenn Lowry is sort of the founding member behind Free Black Thought, and I'm getting to know Herrick through our meetings that we have, you know, Glenn doesn't know about Newtown, right? So it's all about everybody getting to know everybody, sure. right? And see where, you know, what's like, hey, how can I help? How can I do this? And how can I, you know, return the favor and so on? Um, yeah. That's kind of what, I mean, that's what this is in a sense. It's yeah. Like yeah, you know, it's and helping to link grateful, guys. together. Like you guys are yeah. on our show. Like we we had Christian Watson on, and he he's with Color Us United now. So there's definitely this sort of networking happening amongst amongst people who are free thinking individuals, and it's amazing to see how diverse a lot of them are. You know, it's yeah. not just conservatives, it's not just libertarians, it's not just moderates. It's like all of them. All of us are kind of uniting and realizing like. We need to resist this authoritarian crap mm, that we're there's seeing. There's so many more of us. Yes, there, are of them. there is a yeah. lot of us, a lot of us, and it's yeah. not like we're 
you know, like I said, it's, it's diverse. It's diverse. We don't all agree on everything, but we have these sort of fundamental values that we do all agree on. And that's what, that, that's what seems to be uniting us on this front. Yeah, and, and for Newtown, I, I would say the, the goals that I have for right now, because we're still suffered in, I mean, look, I, 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 I really appreciate the fact that you guys understand Newtown and, and think that it's necessary. Um, and when I, when, I, um, when I launched it, I had, I prepared different time. It was sort of the same material, but it was geared towards five different audiences to see, you know, who yeah. would bite. And, and, gotcha. and, you know, I'm not going to go into the, the categories here because I don't want to point fingers, but needless to say that the, the categories of people, the audiences that responded the best to, Mute, to the idea of Newtown was uh, sort of the, the people who form the organizations that the Institute is about, right? So these sort of the, the sort of academic intellectuals that are heterodox, right? That sort of, you know, can think way beyond what's the right now, what right? What's the, you know, and, and, and sort of see into the future and say, hey, you know what, this, we need something a bit more here to, you know, to unite people on a cultural level because, you know, individual efforts might not be enough or, you know, might not have a direction, you know, it needs a rudder, right? Um, yeah. And the second, the second group is, is, you know, consumers. I mean, I, that, that was the great thing about uh, Clubhouse because, I sort of hopped on Clubhouse as soon as, as, as I launched Newtown and I did all kinds of experiment with it and, and, um, and learn about, you know, remember I told you about the Clubhouse room I was earlier, I, I sort of went into enemy territory, <laughs> so yeah, to speak well, as well. Important, right? though. It is yeah. important to understand what, you know, the, I don't want to say the other side, because I hate that divisive language, but yeah. what they're doing, they're dividing us, you know, yeah. to see yeah. the, what the other side is doing in the sorts of methods that they're, they're using. And some of those methods are really harsh, especially when you look at like the really radical types, like, oh, yeah. stuff like that, who are willing to use violence and, and such to uh, beat these ideas into people, you know? Yeah. And, and so, so the, so you know, the, the people who reacted the most are the consumers, you know, everybody who's center right, you yeah. know, center or right of center. But even as you said earlier, the, I, found, I, I found a lot of moderate left, you know, people who were actually, you look at their profile and they're, their picture, their woke picture perfect, you know, yeah. but then you listen to them and yeah. they're like, whoa, they understand the difference between propaganda and culture and they don't want to have the screenwriters propaganda shoved down their throat when they're watching tell us a good story exactly does this politics have to infiltrate every single thing that we do does there always have to be some freaking political message or something and yeah there's there's certainly people on both sides of the fences who are just getting tired of that shit and it's like can't we just go back to good old like you said, culture and entertainment. Well, yeah, entertainment culture that is, yeah, culture messages that, are that's fine. Why messages are fine. I'm not saying that you shouldn't yeah. have any messages. And I'm also not saying that there shouldn't be any creative material that doesn't say have a political motivation to it. That's perfectly fine to accept. No, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. the fact that the market is oversaturated with it, that it's basically, it has to infect every single thing. And that's what I think people are getting sick and tired of. It's just... Yeah, and, and we, we, I mean... I mean, it does. It doesn't. I mean, we're, we're artists, and we, we can spot it. But sure. even even the average consumer knows understands the they difference know. between between hey, Oliver Stone says making a film that's really political versus someone who 
uses the excuse of a political film to imbue or you know or broadcast their own views right i mean that sometimes it's very clear in books as well in television it's so it's it because in televisions you have so little time so it, it's it's so obvious when it happens right um but uh, but yeah so so it, it doesn't it, it doesn't people can be as political as they want it's the intent yeah, behind your you motivation know. and be transparent, yeah. be transparent. Like yeah. if you're pushing a political message, like at least be upfront about it. Don't try to be like, oh, well, no, we're not doing that. You know, when it's like clearly obvious when you watch or read something that's like, oh, well, that is what you're, that is what you're doing. So at least be honest about it and say, hey, we're trying to indoctrinate you into this particular world. <laughs> you know, yeah, at, well, at least at that point, I'd like respect it a little more. I'd be like, all right, yeah, well, at least they're upfront yeah. about it. But like the way that it's just trying to be so coerce, coercive and subtle. But like you said, I think, I think most consumers, a lot of them at least, start to pick up on that and and, and there, there's there's a funny uh, a funny observation i well it, it's not really an observation it's almost a trend at this point um uh, that that started about maybe two years ago that i started sort of going up and and so now you have people who torrent you know people who download pirated copies of film so on 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 websites now you see like like you know there's a film posted and you know, when you when you do torrents, you, you it's literally a click away, right? There's no more effort. You don't need to dress up, go to a theater. You can just click, right? Uh, and so, but 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 pirates now will often ask the first thing that's going to be asked in the comments part of that post will be, "How woke is this film?" <laughs> so so so, but but think about it for a minute because this means that people, okay, who or a click away from a film would rather watch paint dry than have to sit through something that might just be, you know, propaganda, right? And so it, this is, it, so if the fringe element of the consumer base, you know, already is on to that and just is just overt about it, right? Imagine the rest of, you know, the rest of the consumer base, right? It's like the, it's just, it's just a question of time before it follows, right? Um, and so, uh, and so, you know, from that perspective, you know, and sort of going back to, to the, the long-term goals, um, we're just, I understand and Newtown understand that we're, we're, you know, we're actually splitting Western culture into two things here. This is not something that's going to be done in a couple of months. It's going to take you know, three, five years just to have it, you know, sort of on a base level, right? And then, you know, because it, it's like popcorn, right? It starts one and then there's another and then, you know, but-, but balance. I think what, right. what we're doing is we're trying to balance things back out. Yeah. And yeah. Peterson has talked about this a lot, I think, in quite a few of his lectures, but, you know, people vote their temperament. That's mm -hmm. very, that's like a crazy thing to come to ten, terms with. You really think about it, but you really understand people a lot more that if you, you could look at their personality and kind of determine how they're going to vote now without even knowing any of their political positions. But he talks about how the, how the fact is you need liberal type people and you need conservative type people. You need both. Both have different things that they contribute and different ways of looking at the world and different skills that they're even better at too. Like conservatives tend to be higher in conscientiousness, for example. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. better at running an organization once it's established. Yeah. They're not as good at coming up with new creative ideas. Whereas more liberally types, the types who are more like 
I guess, progressive or open-minded, they're the ones pushing the envelope. They're the ones who, who want to change things. And you need both. Yeah, you the need passionate both. ones, right? right? Yeah. So they're, they're maybe better at coming up with the new entrepreneurial ideas, but they're not as good at like keeping a system running once it's set in place. And that's which is why the radical types just want to destroy the whole system. Whereas yeah. the conservative types want to completely conserve everything that they have and not want to change anything. And I think the radical position of each side is not good. You know, you need that balance and you need them talking to each other. If you're just so conservative where you just want to hold every single tradition and not want to change anything at all, that's a stagnant culture that that isn't going to grow. But if you're so liberal and open where you're just like, everything is up for discussion, everything can be changed, we can just throw everything out the window, well, then you're asking basically to tear all of society down at that point. And then that just creates a pit of chaos. It's chaos. It's chaos. Yeah, exactly. You need to have that balance between those people who know that there are certain traditions we need to conserve because they're important to keep society together and especially in western culture enlightenment values things of that sort but you also need you know the open-minded types who are like well hey you know maybe in this area something needs to change and maybe in this area we can improve things a bit too and those two sides need to be talking and it's why the moderates are important because we help facilitate that but when the bottom when the middle ground falls out and the top and the talking stops yeah. You know, that's when the yeah. fighting starts and that's yeah. when things start to get, you know, scary. And we're seeing it, you know, look at what's happening in Portland and places like that, you know, between like Proud Boys and Antifa. And it's just like the middle ground has fallen out in many ways. And now the yeah. rounds on each side are at each other's throats and everyone else is just kind of sitting back like, God, I hope this doesn't erupt into a civil war or something. But if more of those people just sitting on the sidelines aren't speaking out and helping to try to facilitate the conversation between the two worldviews, then that could very well happen, you know, and yeah, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, but, but here, here in Canada, it's even further than that, because, you know, what I was, uh, uh, you know, the, the story about the Council for the Arts and, and everything that, that happens downstream of that um, is, is, it's actually the straw that broke my back. It's the reason why I want to move where you guys are to Florida or, yeah. you know, or Texas or yeah. Arizona or something like that. But I, I want to leave this place. I don't, I don't even feel Canadian anymore because here, here's the situation. Um, you know, I now live in a country, okay, where my own income tax funds a crown corporation that will not offer me any funding opportunities for my art you know because of what i look like while calling me the oppressor yeah so i am funding my own lack of opportunity here yeah i mean it's just that's it it's like no i'm not going to be party to that i'm done right so 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 here it's it's even i mean in America, you still have, it's still free market. Sure. Someone can, someone right now can decide, you know what, I'm going to fund a play in my town that's going to, that's going to trash the woke. You can do that. We're not you know? totally reliant on the government funding. Yeah, yeah exactly. What, what but here, through, here, it doesn't, you know, here, everything, well, not everything. We have storefront theaters and whatnot, yeah, yeah. But, but everything of importance of middle to high importance is funded by the government. And if you don't qualify, that's it, you're done. And, and this is something that's been going, I mean, they, they released their plan uh, uh, in April, but geez, I've been in the industry for years and years and years. And this is just the culmination of what I've been hearing and seeing. There's not, there's no surprise here for me at all right um and so uh but to, to come back to newtown what i what i'd like to what i'm trying to, to accomplish now 
um, is to put it into reality. So I'm, I'm, I'm setting up a, a, what I call the Newtown Comedy Night. All right, so what? So the idea here is that I want to put together uh, 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 stand-up comics and do it on Clubhouse or do it on Twitter because we can have you know rooms on Twitter now. Uh, and uh, but the idea is just hey, you know, we have a night where it's just you do your material just the way stand-up should be, you know. And if you if you if you if you if you're part of the uh, that audience, well, that's. We're not going to give you trigger warnings here. You know, it's stand-up comic comedy the way it should be. You're, you're either in or you're out, right? Uh, but but sort of you know so to equ you know, to uh, equate Newtown with something that's real, you know, because that's you know that we're still sort of in the chicken and egg things, right? So we need to attract uh, uh, artists who will you know endorse the Newtown banner, so to speak, even go further as to become new, uh, Newtown certified because artists themselves can become Newtown certified and have all of their output certified automatically, right? For a period of time. And so, so that's, that's sort of the, 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 the short-term goal that I have for, you know, up until Christmas, right? To create these kind of events or a show, you know, it could be a show. I've, I've been in talk with, uh, I don't want to put him on the spot here. So no, I'm not going to say him, <laughs> but uh, 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 just realizing that he might hear this, right? So, uh, but I'm in talks with other artists as well. And so, uh, but, but the, the idea here is that, you know, it, it's the fact that we're part of the Institute is, is tremendous because it'll bring, it'll bring the, the, um, um, it'll bring the sort of brand to the surface, right? It'll, it'll give it legitimacy. Right. Uh, um, and uh, and because artists are artists need that. They need it's like, OK, if I'm going to attach do. myself yeah. to, to that, you know, it's like, what do I get in return? Right. Is there any visibility? And that's that's perfectly fine and normal. Right. Uh, so but it's, it's sort of a fine balance between doing, you know, it's like, you know, getting endorsements, you know, from sort of voices of authority and then grabbing artists that will. Oh, you know what? I I sort of, you know, connect with that. Right. So I, I want to ask a bit. I guess we can end with this too, but about this like certification process. And obviously, you know, you said like right now it's, it's really just you kind of running this. You don't really have like a team going, but I assume that the, the certification process will take place with a, a sort of a board or a diverse board of different members who would review the different artists or, or materials. Obviously you can't just have it be like you or one, you know, one person, you need to have it kind of passed around the table and have different eyes on on an artist or project before it gets uh, you know certified or approved by Newtown. Well, well you what know, are your plans like for that? You know, like, yeah, well, so so first of all, I, I believe, I mean I, I firmly believe, especially in the early goings, that the certification process will be fairly straightforward because um, because the the idea, I mean I mean the idea of Newtown is sort of clear right it will attract people who are heterodox and want to gotcha. you know because you know so they would have know, already read you know the letter yeah, and understand they, the they value want, i guess what, want, so what you mean is like to, sorry but i guess what you mean is like the fact that they're already approaching you for certification already kind of indicates that perhaps they're most likely a candidate worthy of it in that sense yeah and and and, and they're, they're whatever they're producing will easily be certified right because you know they and and you know so so again you know uh, the, the the three criteria are the intent uh the means of production 
uh, and, and distribution and, you know, the funding, right? So, but when it comes to funding, we're not barbarians here, you know, it's, it's like, you know, if you, if, if, if you're a filmmaker, say, and, and, you know, you only have a third of your money that came from a heterodox source, that's fine. The, the first time this, you know, this your whatever second film you want to uh, certify down the road, uh, we're going to, we're going to ask for a higher, you know, percentage and up to 85%. Uh, and so, because, you know, this is, this is tremendous. It requires people that they change who funds their, their culture. You know, it affects relationships that people may have had for decades, you know? So this is not something that's trivial at all. And we, we really understand that, but you know, for films, it's, it's very complex, but for books, you have a writer, you have a, a publisher, and that's pretty much the end of it. You have a distributor as well, probably, right? So the, I self-publish, uh, and I have like no but, marketing team. Yeah, and and and, and but the, the cool thing right now is that Newtown is has great timing in the sense that with all the technology that we have now, there's no there's no need for physical distribution anymore, pretty much for anything. Um, so you know, even if a children's book, you can it could be an EPUB that the kid can read on a on a tablet, right? Doesn't have. I mean, you know what I mean. It's 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 we're we're at a point now from a, te a technological uh, a, a, a perspective that everything can be digital, you know, almost, right? So I'm old uh, school though. I I love yeah physical books like yeah no, but that, that's fine. But the idea is that you you can. You know, you can go that way. It wasn't like that ten years ago. You know, yeah, if you're a filmmaker yeah. ten years ago, wasn't you, you, you yeah. couldn't you you couldn't go without the backing of the distribution world, right? Whereas now, you can. You can just put your film on 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 Google Plus on YouTube, and boom, you know, they'll take their cut. But there's no other distributor in between, right? Um, so so the, the cloud computing and five G, you know, and everybody has screens on their hands now, right? So, so the, 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 the timing from a technological standpoint is, is very cool. Um, but the certification process itself is, so it's three people who will review the work according to those criteria, and that's it. But, but you, know, the, 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 uh, you know, the intent is fairly obvious usually. Uh, and then it's just to dig into, okay, who's, who's producing this, who's distributing this, and, okay. and you know, where, the, where did your money come from, right? Uh, so so like an investigative sort of aspect of it, too, where you're going to actually, you know, follow some money. You just have, a, like, a basic, yeah. like, Google Doc form, and then, you know, submit your content and be like, Here, yeah. here's our library, you know, like, here's where our money comes from, and it should be quick. Yeah, and, and, and you know, the B Corporation does it already. They ask their everybody wants to be certified that uh, uh, they open, they have to have open books hundred percent. And we, they, they want to know where your money comes from. Uh, and so, so it, it's not like it's not done, you know, it's, it's, it's already being done yeah. in, in the other, you know, in the other perspective, so to speak. Right. So if you want to prove that you're woke, you have to prove it. You're like a counter-cultural version of what they're, they are already doing in the cult of wokeness. So no, so, I, I understand yeah. what you mean. Yeah, it's not, this isn't- But, the, but you know, the, the, the certification process is not, I mean, we're not about rigidity. It's, it's, it's not about gatekeeping. It's about allowing the right people in, right? Yeah. More than, you know, keeping people out, yeah. right? I view it as so, the opposite. I feel like you're you're trying to resist the gatekeeping that we're seeing in, in the mainstream yeah. culture. Yeah, and, and, and you have to understand that cancel culture doesn't exist in Newtown, right? Nobody will ever be canceled in Newtown, right? It just doesn't exist. That's not who we are, right? So, so that, that's a cool thing, too, is that as the, the cultural establishment cancels people, uh, 
well they can come to us right? basically yeah just yeah. throwing us people <laughs> yeah right i, I think so, uh, i'd like you have to let us know as soon as we can get the little new town certification i think yeah. it'd be great to have we'll one get new town certified. Certified. totally well I, I sure would like to talk to your uh your buddy there you mentioned uh uh you know the, your, the guitarist the the uh the black rock initiative i sure would like black to talk crown, to black black crown. crown. Yeah. Initiate. Andy. Yeah, initiate. we had Andy. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you the check, uh, I'm sorry, I, I I was reading this from afar. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Okay. No, initiate. I'll send you a link to that that discussion that we had. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you like metal, you might enjoy it. Um, there's you know some death metal aspects to it. I don't know if you're into the whole oh thing. So there's some of that in there as well. But <laughs> I like. I, I I would like I would I I I I go so far as Sepultura, you know. So okay, so you you listen to some heavy heavy. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty heavy. Uh, so you but, might like them, but they're very progressive and they're singing and stuff and a lot of genre melding together. And I love that stuff. Yeah. Nice. Do you just want to uh, shout out your socials? Where can yeah. people find you? Where can they find more about Newtown? So it's it's uh, at Newtown Culture, uh, both on on Twitter and uh, and uh, uh, um, and uh, Clubhouse, right? So we have a club on Clubhouse as well. And um, and yeah, so it's uh, and and the website. I'm sure you're gonna have the link in the description. Yeah, we'll put um, yeah. So that's that's gonna be there. But at Newtown Culture is, is where it is. Uh, hashtag Newtown is is great as well. Um, I'm trying to to, but also hashtag True Culture. And and what I mean by True Culture, I I, I think you guys can probably guess it. You know, it's culture that's meant to be culture, right? Yeah. That's just meant to either entertain you or to elevate the human experience in some form or manner, right? Uh, free of any orthodox uh, intent, right? Uh, so uh, so that's, that's what I mean. That's what Newtown means when it says true culture, right? It uh, doesn't mean it's, it's right, you know? It just means that it's true in the sense of, of truth, you know? The truth is, is it's, it's not absolute, right? It sort of changes over time, but there's, there's an overall... Process. Yeah, there's an overall sense that we know what's true and what's false, right? I view it as um, values. To me, it's just yeah. it's by stating that you're saying we have these particular values of, of free speech, of open expression, of the you know the sharing of ideas, of the sharing of culture as well too. There's not going to be a matter of oh, you're appropriating this, you're appropriating. Oh no, <laughs> we understand oh, no, that cultures <laughs> do that. We borrow from each other, and and yeah. Yeah. In most cases, it's a sign of respect. I'm not saying it's Absolutely. always that. I'm not saying cultures ever steal from each other and claim things from another culture. Yeah, of course that happens. And yes, colonialism was a thing and it's happened. But the point is that usually cultures borrow and influence each other. And I've always viewed it as a, as a sign of respect. So Yeah, because if you, do, if you don't do something that merits attention, then you're just mediocre, right? So, so but if, if you happen to do something that, people from thousands and thousands of miles away look at it and go wow you know i mean yeah that's i mean if if that's not respect what is it right you know yep. but uh, hey thank you so much guys this, this, no this problem, is man. an amazing talk i, I really great great discussion. yeah we appreciate it and uh, yeah we'll have you we'll have to have you back again so yeah. you can give us little status updates and you know we can yeah. talk more about newtown we'll and, be paying attention we'll be watching yeah again i'm excited to have the newtown seal approval on dangerous rhetoric as soon as we can <laughs> all right, fill All right, up. Thanks, awesome, man. Take care, dude. Just, yes, you guys. You have a good one.